Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today my guest is Michael Roseline, and we're going to be talking about finding your own path on the healing journey. A little bit about Michael. Michael is, holds a master's degree in exercise physiology, is a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and Czech holistic lifestyle coach. He is a co-founder of Rebel Health Tribe, an online-based platform and community which specializes in high-level health and wellness education established in 2016. Due to the radical shifts in his own life, Michael has shifted towards the other side of healing for the last few years with a focus on mental, emotional, spiritual, and energetic well-being. His new platform, Inara, which is launching very soon, will feature hundreds of professionals across that spectrum, a wealth of free educational resources, an intuitive assessment to guide users, and dozens of live classes, workshops, and other digital offerings. Michael is also about to complete an intensive two-year training at the Luminous Awareness Institute, and Dr. Gabor Mate's one-year compassionate inquiry training for therapists. It was really a profound conversation today with Michael, and I hope that you check out his live event. We're going to have a link in the show notes, which I'm participating in, and please enjoy the podcast. And I was mentioning to Michael before we hopped in, I think he's interviewed me, but I never interviewed him, so I'm so excited to learn more about you and your journey today, Michael. Oh, thanks. It's it's an honor to be here and it'll be really fun. And I honestly, I spend way more time on the other side of the microphone than on this side. So it's fun to switch roles occasionally and I'm sure it'll be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you have a journey like many of the listeners out there and you've really undergone, in my experience of knowing you, this great transformation that's led to this new inspiration and passion and this project that we're going to be talking about. So can um, you just share a little bit for those who might not know you yet, really, um, what is the journey you've been on and where you are today? Sure. And since we don't have five hours, I'll try to keep it. I'll try to keep it shorter. I actually, I got into my first entry into this type of field was through fitness, actually. And I was about 29 and I was in a service industry, bartending, serving really unhealthy lifestyle. I'd gone to school as a teacher, but I didn't like it. And um, I spent my 20s totally unhealthy everything you could do to pretty much destroy your mental, emotional, physical health. I did it. Uh, I became really, really depressed, which I noticed was a trend my whole life. And we'll talk more on that in a minute, but it really reached a head where I was like, I saw where this was all going. And there were people that I was working with who were about 10, 15 years ahead of me in that world. And I saw what, where they were headed. And I just, I couldn't, I didn't know what to do, but I couldn't do it anymore. And I started working out a lot. I was an athlete when I was younger. I got back into it, started working out a lot, got into fitness, became a personal trainer. And then I found the work of Paul Check, mm-hmm. um, who really turned everything on its head for me. I, I started a master's program in exercise science, which was very conventional. And they were teaching me like, you know, don't eat any fat, eat chicken breast, eat broccoli, brown rice, starve yourself, kill yourself on the treadmill uh, and do this to your clients. And so that's what I was doing. And then I found an article written by Paul that was about the 50 something ingredients in a Burger King milkshake. And he went on a tangent. And I don't know if you know Paul, but he's pretty mm-hmm. tangent heavy. And, uh, he, yeah. you know, of him. Yeah. And he went on this tangent about like, what is this crap in this milkshake? And what is this? And what is this ingredient? And what are these poisons? And, and this is the stuff why we're sick and why we're fat and why we're this. And I'm like, wow, this guy makes way more sense than my master's degree professors did. So I'm going to check this out. So I went and studied at the Czech Institute, which taught taught me about stress and sleep and organic food and grass-fed versus 
you know, all the different things that now are really mainstream compared to how they were 10 years ago. I remember when I first started teaching people this stuff, they looked at me like I was crazy. And now there's sections of everything I eat at every grocery store. So we've made progress. Um, I did that, started learning nutrition and lifestyle through him, started teaching classes and workshops because I realized that fitness is the first level for a lot of people. Like they'll go to the gym, they want to work out, but then they would be telling me about their digestive problems, their sleep issues, their autoimmune conditions, all these things. And I'm like, I don't know how to help them with this. So I started to learn ways to help them. Eventually went through FDN training, functional diagnostic nutrition with Reed Davis, started using labs, working with some functional medicine doctors kind of as an adjunct. And then I met Joe Rignola and that's when we created Rebel Health Tribe about six, seven years ago now, which I knew nothing about online anything. Uh, I had created this digital course that I made my clients go through that was like everything that I would teach anyone so that they could do that first before I would spend hours with them. And I thought that I'd be able to market this thing and and grow a business, but I didn't know anything about anything. And that didn't happen. Joe saw it and said, let's create a company around this. This course is awesome. Let's do it. And so we launched it in 2015 with a, we called it Primal 90 and we did a big summit and we launched Rebel Health Tribe then. And for three years, that's what we did with online webinar series educational stuff. I was still working with clients. Then we did the Human Longevity Project film, which was in 2017 or 18. We were producers on that. And I went back to Rebel Health Tribe and then my life fell apart. And so that's how I ended up on this journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, After the film launch, which was the most stressful three, six month period of my life. I developed panic attacks. I wasn't sleeping, severely depressed. It almost ended my marriage. Like that, that type of chaos in a home does not do anybody any good. Then the day after that launch ended, my wife's first autoimmune flare started. And it started with some hand pain, then some foot pain, and then we couldn't figure it out. And then I thought I'd be able to handle it really quickly because I know all these things and I didn't. And it got out of control and it got really severe and she became bedridden and in really severe pain. And I blamed myself for it because of what I had just put her through. So that was a struggle. We had to move. We found mold. Uh, She's been diagnosed all across the spectrum of autoimmunity, but it's some sort of rheumatic attack that happens. We got it under control after a few months, but while she was sick, I was staying up all night to research things on rheumatoid arthritis or other conditions. I was trying to work all day. I literally wasn't sleeping. I was having panic attacks, which I didn't know what they were at the time. I just thought maybe I was dying. After she finally got better and things died down, it turned into this like dark, deep depression. Like it was like the adrenaline wore off and then everything was just dead inside. And I had dealt with depression my whole life, but I had dealt with it via alcohol or weed or some food or watching things or traveling, or I'd figured out a lot of ways subconsciously to manage my depression and my anxiety. And at this point in my life, I had done away with all of those things. Like I had changed my life pretty drastically. And so what I didn't realize then is I had taken away everything that I had developed on how to cope with or soothe or feel okay when I was in those states. Well, that was always there. I wasn't used to feeling it. And now I was feeling it and I didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't know how, and I went online and I tried to find websites like Rebel Health Tribe only on that side of things where somebody could help me figure out what 
I needed. I saw probably seven or eight different therapists and counselors. I, I would read about some modality of therapy and be like, this is the thing for me because it says it's for everyone with depression. And then it wouldn't help. I read books. I was eating right. I was doing the supplements, which made me feel even worse because I was doing everything right. I was going to the therapies and it got to the point where I was suicidal for like the second half of 2018. And like I wrote letters, like I got, it was really serious. And I found my way through that. And as soon as I started to turn the corner and see the other side, I knew I wanted to shift my career and my life to do something more in that world of mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic trauma. I really didn't know what, but I knew that there's deeper levels to healing than I had experienced. There's deeper levels to health. Like the diet is great. The supplements are great. The functional medicine stuff is awesome. The testing, the lifestyle, all of that had gotten me really far. And then I hit a wall where I needed a deeper layer to be addressed. And so I looked at getting another master's degree and maybe becoming a therapist. And then I looked at the student loans and the tens of thousands of clinical hours and God bless all the therapists out there. But I was like, no, I don't think I can do that. And so I was attending a, a healing circle a couple months later with a friend who I'd recently met. And I was telling my story to someone there and her and I got a simultaneous hit at the same time, basically, that we were supposed to create the thing that didn't exist when I looked for it. And I was telling someone else later that night about my story. And I got to the point where I said, and I looked online for somewhere to help me. He started asking me all these really pointed, detailed questions about this thing that didn't exist. And I couldn't understand, I'm like, dude, what's your angle? Like the story here is that I was suicidal and now I'm not, and I'm doing great. And this is awesome. And he goes, no, 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 that is great. But it's really obvious to me that that thing that you looked for, the reason you got really sick and, be, and the reason you looked for it and it didn't exist is because you're going to be the one that creates it. And I'm helping you figure out the details of what it's going to look like. And I just was like, wow. Okay. So we did that. I went back to my friend. I said, I know the thing we're supposed to do. And she said, I had the same idea while you were over there. It looks like this. We drew the whole thing on a napkin. That was in January of 2019. So about two and a half years ago. And it's taken two and a half years. And in those two and a half years, I've completed two pretty intensive professional trainings, one at the Luminous Awareness Institute, which is a two-year training in meditation, spiritual practices, states of awareness, psychology, trauma, energetics, um, neuroscience, quantum physics kind of combines all that. And then the other one is a one-year training with Dr. Gabor Mate, who specializes in addiction and trauma. And we built the platform, which is called Anora, and it's going to turn on in about a week. I can tell you more about that, but the last two and a half years has been a nonstop for me journey of healing work and self-discovery and exploring different avenues of like aspects of my own life uh, that I didn't know affected me. For example, I'm adopted. I didn't know that adoptees are 15 times more likely to suffer from addiction and depression and anxiety and suicide and all of these different issues than non-adoptees. I didn't know why that was. I explored those angles. I learned so much about you know, I realized I have severe ADD and ADHD and that I wasn't like a lazy, misbehaved, bad kid. I just couldn't focus in a room for eight hours like you're supposed to do. And so I've learned so much and done a lot of healing work and growth. And I'm going to start seeing clients in that regard in about a few months. And um, we built the platform. We've brought in 200 guides to, to be on that platform to help people that need help and I guess that's kind of where I'm at now. So it's been a long, 
mm. at times confusing road, but I see it now in retrospect as a rather like linear progression from fitness to nutrition, to functional medicine, to trauma work and emotional and spirituality and those kind of things. Just, I eventually found what I needed. I just wasn't ready for it when I started looking. When I was trying to get in shape when I was 29, it was really a dissatisfaction with my life and an unhappiness of where I was at. And that's the way I thought that I would fix it was if I go to the gym and like get ripped, then that's going to get fixed. And it didn't. And then the nutrition aspect, and I felt a little better and a little better. But um, when my life collapsed a few years ago and, and the, the guilt and the shame of feeling like I made Mira sick, it just, everything collapsed. And I was like, I had to face all the things that I had learned to cope or soothe or avoid or anything my whole life. I'm grateful for it after you know, I wouldn't, I don't, wouldn't want her to go through that. Like, I'm not grateful because it's been terrible for her to go mm -hmm. through because we've been through two more flares in the last two years. Like the last two years have not been these rainbow rose colored adventure. Like while I've been doing all that, she went through another horrific flare that was a year long. That was really scary. That almost ended her career. And my dog last summer passed away and he like saved my life several times and I had him for 13 years and it was my best friend. So I've been through a lot still in these last couple of years and she has too, but I have new tools and new practices to be able to be more resilient through them and to stay grounded instead of flying off. Like I'm objectively under probably twice as much pressure and stress right now as I was during the film launch a few years ago because I'm still running Rebel Health Tribe. We're launching this platform. I'm in these trainings. I'm taking care of my wife and I'm planning a transatlantic move to Italy right now. Oh. So objectively, it's like three times more stress and pressure than it was three years ago. Handle it while I'm sleeping, no panic attacks. It just, for me, it shows me how far I've come to be able to remain grounded during that. That's the short version. <laughs> Oh, Michael, no, thank you for sharing that. Uh, you did a really amazing job of putting this all in such an elegant context. And as I listen to you, I just sit back and am so inspired. And I look at how divinely timed this all was for you, and especially with what we're going through in the collective and the lens in the seat that I sit with my patients. I've been working for about 11 years in this field. And the work that you are inspired by and committed to right now is the work that I'm so passionate about bringing more education out there because really as, as your experience has shown and what I have witnessed is that our physical bodies are really a barometer, right? For all of these pieces of ourselves, our subconscious, our spiritual in nature, and we don't have a language in our society around this. Um, I think we've become so disconnected from the things potentially in ancestral cultures that gave us rites of passage or gave us, you know, feedback or an understanding of the, the things we go through. And then also the, of course, the context of modern life, right? When have humans, at least as far as I know, ever been through a time like this with all of these inputs and things that can create anxiety and can get us off track, track physically. And so 
when you share your story, I had chills when you were talking about that moment, right? When you saw this, like everything became in focus. And and I, I think the important part of your story too is that, you know, we we live in a culture where we think, oh, just take a pill, or even when you have an awakening or an experience like that, everything's fine and everything falls into place and it's all rainbows and sunshine. And you know, while we have moments of that, you know, at least what life has taught me is that life is still very uncertain and unpredictable, but however we can create more resilience in our own lives and our own being, that's where, you know, I think our evolution and, you know, mastery comes from. So I'm just so excited um, that you had this inspiration and I'm so excited for this platform to be not only on the planet, but I'm just thinking for my patients, we can talk about so many things. I guess one of the things that I would ask to go to is like the practicality of this, right? So I think the awareness is getting out there, you know, how trauma affects mm-hmm. our bodies, how, you know, there's no mistake. The transition that. has been really visible in this industry, like in the functional yeah. medicine, health world yeah. and health conscious people, like yeah. I've watched it and you've, you've always been on the, the forefront of it when you were yeah. uh, working with Dr. K and since like that, yeah. that was, he was the first person I ever really heard of in yeah. functional medicine talking 10 years ago about mm-hmm. the correlation between energetics. I was like, who is this wacko <laughs> and, and trauma and spirituality and like all these types of things playing a role in, and Gabor Mate was writing books on it 20 years ago too, but he was coming from the psychology side and everybody thought he was nuts. Right. And over the last 10 years, I've watched it transition from those things are separate versus, all right, they, there might be a correlation to there's probably a correlation to these are root causes of physical disease and chronic pain, and they keep people sick and from getting well, and they need to be addressed. And I think incredibly, that's kind of where the industry is now. Most people like trauma is a buzzword in in the health space and all these things are, yet most of the practitioners, they don't know how to address it. Mm -hmm. And that's not a knock on them. It's not what they're trained to do. You know, you're not going to take somebody who's a trauma specialist for the last 30 years and then have them try to treat a cancer patient with like functional oncology. Like it's not everyone can be an expert in everything. And I'm watching a lot of health practitioners and doctors kind of scatter to all of a sudden become experts in trauma or experts Mm -hmm. in energetics or experts in spirituality or whatever the angle is, whatever they were exposed to that they found helpful, they then take that one thing and then try to apply it to everyone that they're working with. And Mm -hmm. that might be awesome for some of the people, like say it's a hypnotherapist they saw that they really liked, and then they send all their people to that hypnotherapist. Uh, It'll work great for like 20% of the people and it's better than doing nothing and it's admirable and it's awesome. But where I see the whole is that they aren't experts on this side of things. They're not trained in them. They're not fully aware of everything that's available there's not a place where they can go to learn about everything that's available in one spot where it's each type of therapy has its own website or each modality has its own website. But if you go there, what I ran into and they mean well, and a lot of them are awesome, but what they'll say is like, this is the best thing for everyone. Uh, It's perfect. There's no chance it won't work for anybody. It's applied in this way. It'll work. Like, And I got sucked into that with several of them. And then when I didn't feel or see any changes from it, it actually made me feel worse because I thought like, well, if this works for everyone and it's not helping me, like it must be me. Like I must be too broken for this. So doctors and practitioners, I'm sure like, you know, they, they attend a weekend workshop on like trauma release exercises or something. So then that's the thing, that's the thing they'll use. And that's awesome. But 
what didn't exist and what we've created is a platform where the doctor, the practitioner, whoever is utilizing, and this is from a practitioner standpoint, from a lay person, it would be a little different, but from the practitioner standpoint, uh, they don't have to be the expert. They can send people to our platform. We've created an intuitive assessment that users can go through that helps them figure out where they're at, what they're looking for, who they are, like how do things align with them? Like one of the things we're uh, assessing is where they fall on a spectrum of more left brain, rational, logical, science-based, evidence-based versus more right brain, open, flowy, feminine energy, spacious, because you're not going to put like a left brain engineer in front of a right brain energy healer as the first person that they're going to see, because then somebody walks out the door. So we're going to try to meet them where they're at and introduce them to guides, which we have over 200 guides now and growing from more traditional clinical psychotherapists on one side to people who work more in spirituality and meditation and energy on the other side, neuroscience people, neurofeedback, those type of things somewhere in the middle, somatic therapists, and some health and wellness practitioners, people like yourself who really can cross the line and understand both sides and speak to both sides. And then we'll introduce them to potential guides that they might line up with for one-on-one. Uh, we have over 130,000 words of free educational content that's going live on the platform, and that will grow. So we'll introduce them to content that may align with where they're at, what they're looking for. And then our guides are going to be teaching and offering and facilitating classes and workshops and group programs and digital courses and all that. So if somebody likes to learn one-on-one, they can meet guides. If they like to learn in a group, we'll have workshops and group programs. If it's work at your own pace, you like digital things, then we have digital courses. So we're going to try to meet people where they are, how they like to learn, help them figure out what's there, and then introduce them to a lot of these things. You know, we're doing the event in a couple of weeks. So I don't know when this is going to air, but coming up soon that you're going to be part of really to showcase like everyone and everything that's going to be on the platform and what they can do and what they can experience. And it's the full spectrum of mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic, trauma. And we're, we've got some amazing individuals who have decided to join with us to where I just look at the collective of guides and my mind goes straight to creating incredible experiences and events. Like what would happen if I put these five people in a room together and we invited 50 people and we got out of the way, mm-hmm. we can create really transformative experiences. And I know that, that that's what you've done in your practice when you're, when you're collaborating with the people who handle the, the psychological side of things, the emotional side of things, the energetic side of things. When somebody really buys in and they're able to access all of these things and they're able to do all of that work, I'm sure the transformations that you've seen in people are mm-hmm. radically accelerated. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's in a nutshell what the platform is and from a from a user standpoint you can kind of get get the gist of how that would work coming in we help you find what you're looking for whether it's education or guides or anything and the assessment is really there to help shorten the learning curve like the that's one of the problems i ran into is i went on google and was like i'm depressed what do i do and there's 60 million hits literally and so even on our platform without any sort of guidance because there's so much there it could get a little overwhelming so we're using the assessment to help people kind of narrow where they're at based on where they are what they're looking for and what they're struggling with so it's It's taken two and a half years to build. It only took us 20 minutes to draw the original outline, which is pretty amazing. It has grown a little bit, but mostly it's pretty true to the original thing looked like an umbrella and it just had all of the different, you know, we'll have professionals, we'll have education, we'll have classes and and we we built it. 
and it's beautiful too. Our designer is incredible. And it just, it looks and feels like it looked and felt for us that first night when we decided to build it. So it's really exciting. I'm I'm really happy and I'm really excited for, for everybody to see it. And then the last thing I want to speak on with it is access inclusion aspects of it. That's a really challenging point, both in functional medicine and in the mental emotional side of things is there's just a huge gap in, in access and inclusion and, and who's able to access these things. And so we've created a scholarship fund where percentages of purchases are going to go into the scholarship fund. And then we're going to use that to enable people to attend classes, workshops, offerings. We're going to incentivize our guides where if we send them a certain amount of referrals, they're open to working with somebody either on scholarship or pro bono. And then we're going to do a lot of free content, free offerings, free, like this two and a half day live event is free to attend. When we go to in-person events, if we do a full day workshop in a city that's paid that next day, we'll do a half day thing that's free that will market to a different community. And we've brought in a team of advisors to help us as far as inclusion and diversity goes to hone in our outreach, to reach the right communities, the right demographics of people where ironically, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of these practices come from these ancient traditional healing practices come from a lot of these communities and populations who now are the ones who have the least access to them. And so we want to make sure as far as how we're educating, we honor the origins of a lot of these practices. We partner with and raise up and, and collaborate with individuals and organizations from traditional healing wisdom keepers from First Nations and Native populations. We're working, we have a couple, we just yesterday brought in, there's a, a Hawaiian spiritual teacher that's going to be part of our spirituality panel for the events. We're looking to really honor the wisdom keepers that, uh, you know, it's no secret that these things are all connected. It's just new to us okay. um, because of our like super separate models of everything that we do. Um, we're like hyper specialized and uh, you know, we have the gastroenterologist and the neurologist and the dermatologist and, and this, and to them, that's silly mm -hmm. to even separate spiritual from physical from mental is silly. And so we want to bring that forward. And mm -hmm. so that's the first time I've ever described any of that on camera or microphone. So I hope it was okay. Oh, it's brilliant. You, you're doing an amazing job of articulating this. And you're, you know, as I sit back and listen, I just think that your inspiration checks a lot of the boxes I, you know, grapple with day in and day out. And I love the fact that you shared many things, but one thing to touch on too is that, especially with providers and people who sit in front of patients with chronic illnesses, there's that pressure, right, to be everything to that person, right? Yeah. And, you know, really, of course, many people who come into this work have the hearts that just want to, you mm -hmm. know, in an instant see these people out of their pain and suffering. And what I've navigated through my time doing this work, and I'm always evolving, is the best service that we can do for a patient is give them a team of providers that really can hold the space in all of the ways they need to be held and not to feel that we have to do it all on ourselves. I think there is that caveat and caution when we try to do something that we might not have the training because this is a big can of worms once you open this world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's deeper and more yeah. vast and, and yeah. than the functional medicine space for sure. Oh. Like it's... Yeah, you have to really honor, you know, especially when people have been through traumas that mm -hmm. are unspeakable and they're feeling them, you know, for the first time or articulating that can create a cascade of other effects that you have mm -hmm. to really be held in a 
container and safe space with experts and guides you've shared. And I think from the physical perspective that, you know, especially the naturopaths and the functional medicine doctors and all of this, the space, if you don't have that training where you can really hold the space is that the physical body needs to be strong in order to receive this work. Mm -hmm. And I also see that when you deal with trauma and these um, subconscious layers, the body recalibrates and shifts. And there's so much that we can do to make that, you know, as healing as possible and not these big flare ups and crises. So I think, you know, just really owning that. And I, I see that intersection, right. Of, you know, trauma and toxicity and pathogens. And I love how you said trauma is the root cause. I mean, or, you know, I do think, I mean, we're really, again, these vessels of, you know, figuring out these subconscious. It's one of like, I don't want to downplay you know, pathogens and infections and toxins and things, but you're more susceptible to those things if your body's living in a traumatized. That's my point. Yeah. 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 The, yeah the, I think that those are, of course, real and have to be addressed, but is the weakening like, oh, the mold or the lime or is the weakening? Yeah. The- why is everybody reacting yeah. to those things now? Yeah. Why wasn't a quarter of the population mold sick 50 years ago? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's so yeah. many layers, right? And just, you know, just honoring like the dynamic nature of who we are, right? So I, I think that that is brilliant. And I love, you know, the accessibility, because that's also one of the things that we're always struggling with, like, you know, to do this work in um, medicine is expensive for the provider and for the patient, you know, and so how can we continue to give them as many options? So this isn't just a silo of people who have access to this. So I think that's really- And it's the same thing over there too, like in the like emotional healing, mental health world, it's the same thing. It's the same barriers of access. So like the the advisory board, we brought in are people who specialize in that specifically mm-hmm. and in, in increasing diversity and inclusion and access within corporations and organizations and things. And we're giving them real decision-making capability. It's not for optics. It's not like, so we can put these people on a wall and be like, sure. look what we're doing. They're going to come in and say, all right, this is how you're going to do outreach to this population. And this is how we're going to diversify the guide database because our platform, we need everybody who comes to it to be able to see people who look like them, who sound like them, who have their similar life experience, who they can trust, who they can feel seen by, um, regardless of age, race, gender, sexual orientation, economic background. So we're looking to bring in like the most diverse, you know, offerings and people as possible to help everybody feel comfortable and safe. Uh, We're doing a pretty thorough vetting process on anybody that we're bringing in to make sure that we'd stand by them because once they're on our platform, our name is on their work. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can understand that emotion, like behind that, like, and being like, okay, every one of these people is representing us at this point. So yeah, I just, it's right now I'm in it. So it seems like chaos, but if I step back and look at it from 30,000 feet, it's, it's really special and I'm really proud of it. And I'm really excited to have the support from, from people like yourself in this industry who see the value in it and see what is possible with this type of collaboration. And we're not trying to compete with functional medicine people or compete with any practitioners or anything. It's really collaborative and complementary to what's already happening. We hope that we can help improve patient and client outcomes. Yeah. Cause like you said, I can relate to that. The heart of the healer is um, that's one of the reasons I stopped working one-on-one with clients in the health space, because the better I got at what I did, the more complex my clients became, which I'm sure you can relate to. And then you're getting people sitting in front of you who have been to, I don't know how many doctors they get to before they came to your clinic, but it was like, I've seen six doctors and two this and two this, and here's a catalog of lab testing. And here's a folder of 7,000 lab tests going back 12 years. And I think it's this, and I want to run that. And I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it hurt me that I couldn't, like, I couldn't handle it, that I couldn't snap my fingers and help them, that mm -hmm. I couldn't do anything. And I know the feeling of trying to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. And that personality type, I believe, is drawn to healing work. Mm -hmm. And so if you're out there and you're a doctor, you're a practitioner, you're a coach, we see you <laughs> and you're doing your best. And there's burnout there too. And because you can't, you can't do it. You can't be the everything. And so we just want to partner and help out and provide, let us carry some of that and that assessment, just send them right to the assessment and we'll, and we're going to always be refining that and honing that. And we had consultations with about 25 different experts in different fields to help us create it. People have just been so generous in their time and their contributions to this. I mean, our guides have written 125,000 words of content to launch the site, which is like, I looked that up and it's about a 300 page book worth of content. Wow. Wow. And then there are 65 of them are doing the event. We've had consultants across spectrum of fields that have helped us. I'm getting tons of support from the functional medicine world. And it's just, I think it's, and I, it's creating itself and I'm just kind of along Mm -hmm. for it, kind of steering it and being the one that's telling people about it. All of us on the team really feel like it's just a thing that's now it's alive and it's growing and it's, and we're just trying to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. So it wanted to be born, right? It uh, did. It, it did. Like the idea didn't come from us. Like it, we both got the hit at the same time in the same place from different, it, it was, it was too synchronistic and it's continued to be like every time there's a problem, we can't figure out how to solve. Like some random person just sends us an email and was like, Hey, how about this? And then it's, they didn't even know what we were doing. Like it's, it's, that's just been happening mm -hmm. nonstop through the whole thing. So I don't even worry anymore when we run into some sort of unsolvable problem, because mm -hmm. someone's going to call us or email us and have a solution to it. So I love it. It's strengthening and reinforcing mm -hmm. your past, right? And this whole yeah, yeah. What does Inara mean? Well, the meaning, there was no original meaning. When we were doing the branding work and the design and everything, which our designer, I want to give a shout to Philly. She's amazing. She kept coming at us with huge lists of literal names like healingportal.com or something like that. And then abstract names, which Enora was on the abstract name list. And Anna Paula, my partner with Enora and I would review these names separately from each other, not tell each other like which ones we marked or whatever. And we'd mark them with different, like three stars really like it, two stars, maybe one star, meh, and no stars, no. We did a whole bunch of rounds of this and we never saw each other's responses. And Inara was the only one that both of us marked on all of the things. And then when we finally saw it and she had done a little bit of design for it and the design work is gorgeous. Like when she had done the design for it and showed it to us with the, the logo and the graphics she had created, it just was like, that's obviously it. And then we looked it up afterwards and in the root of Latin, it means to emboss or cover with gold, like Inara, like it's like to cover something with gold or emboss with gold or, or a layer with gold, uh, mm -hmm. kind of like plating, only like a fancier word for it. And mm -hmm. then something in Portuguese, because we had to buy the domain from someone in Spain and it's something <laughs> in Portuguese. And he couldn't really, there was multiple layers of language barriers there. But I mean, obviously the word aura is in the title. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways you could play with it, but I don't want to pretend like there was some sort of like deep meaning to it. But when we found out after we chose it, that it meant to cover or emboss with gold, not from like a materialistic standpoint of like gold is valuable, but like a golden, like right. light, like mm -hmm. that everyone has that. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, then it made sense, but we didn't try to come up with some clever story to put on the website to make it sound like it was some <laughs> deep meaning, but it fits when you see it and you experience it. The name is really fitting to what mm-hmm. it, what it has become. And I love that you both synchronistically came up with the name that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanted. We each put three <laughs> little marks on it every time for all the, we did yeah. those, we did that for about four months, the design work and the branding and all of that. And finally we were like, we just have to choose this one because yeah. we just both keep picking it. That's what we went with. And Cool. Yeah, no, yeah, you chose well. So, Michael, you have a live event coming up, and this is going to air before the live event. We've timed this well. So, Perfect. can you just share um, a little bit about what this live event is to kick off tomorrow? Sure. It will start the evening of Friday, August 6th. You're actually on first main panel that evening where we're going to try to bring a lot of these concepts together and introduce all the different factors and things that are combining into this storm of physical disease and physical pain and mental health crisis and emotional crisis and spiritual disconnect and how they all work together and ways forward and and how we can start to try to address some of these things and linking it all together. That's going to be on Friday night. So for your audience, if you want to see Dr. Christine, that's the time to come on. But the whole weekend is live. There are a few recorded presentations from people who couldn't make it live that you'll get access to right when you register. Dr. Datis Karazian is one of them. His will be after the event, but he's got a video, Roland McCready from HeartMath and a couple others. There's videos right away who couldn't make it live, but they wanted to contribute. And then the course of the weekend is 23 live sessions featuring 68 individuals, 60 of whom are guides on our platform. And... There's roundtable discussions on all kinds of different topics from somatic therapy to trauma and addiction and energy, psychedelics, which is a topic that everybody wants to talk about today. So we're, we're having a very grounded conversation with different perspectives on that. And then there are about a dozen experiential sessions, which will consist of doing. So we're alternating learning and doing all weekend. This is going to be more like a retreat than it is like a virtual event that people are used to. We've hired stream of consciousness which is an incredible production company that's worked with the likes of like Eckhart Tolle and Oprah Winfrey and a whole bunch of people that have done huge events in the consciousness spirituality space it'll be very professionally done and beautiful but some of the experiential sessions like we're closing each night there's a breath work there's a yoga nidra there's a sound healing with a peruvian flute there's a qigong session on sunday there are three different guided meditations there's eastern practices for nervous system regulation so there's going to be a lot of experiential opportunities to do a lot of the things that they're going to learn about and not just sit and study for two and a half days. It'll be like, learn some new stuff, meet some new people, do some new things, walk away with new practices and skills that you probably didn't have before that you can implement right away that will be helpful. And it's really just to showcase and highlight who's going to be on the platform, what's going to be there and what's going to be available, but there's not going to be any pitches. You don't have to It's not going to be like, oh, this is kind of cool. Sign up for this thing to do later. It's all going to be right there for you. And then whatever you find that you love and you want to explore deeper, we're going to have the capability to do that afterwards. Like you'll be able to find more, almost all those people, you'll be able to go right to them on the site, find their profiles, connect with them, check out their classes, stuff like that. So it's going to be super fun. You'll get sick of me. I'm going to be on pretty much every one of the sessions, at least a little bit. And my partner, Anna Paula, will be co-facilitating. So it'll be... I come more from functional medicine, psychology. She comes more from energetics and spirituality. So we are that dynamic. So it'll be kind of fun. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Just come check it out. It's free to attend. I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere around here. So yeah, I was going to say, we'll have a link in the show notes. And then um, just share the website for everybody um, who wants to check that out. 
the main website is inora.com. I believe uh, the link to the event will be underneath, but the main website is inora.com. Uh, my other platform is Rebel Health Tribe. You can find health and wellness stuff over there and some work with Dr. Schaffner over there. But inora.com is that website. It's I-N-A-U-R-A. And then the link to the event will be in the show notes. So I will hopefully see many of you there. Yeah, absolutely. I know that my community will be thrilled and this I know aligns and resonates with so many that I've connected with in my community. So I'm just so grateful um, that you had this download and you followed it. It's one thing to have the inspiration and it's a whole other thing to take it and run with it. Yeah. Me too. Yes. It seemed crazy at times when we started to realize the scope Mm -hmm. of what we were trying to build, because this is immediately going to be about 20 times the size of Rebel Health Tribe, like when it goes live. And there have been moments where like the scope of it really became overwhelming and it was like, how are we going to do that? Yeah. And it just kept happening. And now it's here and it'll continue to grow. But thank you. And I'm I'm glad I followed it too. Like, I don't want to pretend like this is my creation. Like it's something that needed to be created that we just listened to. And it's not me and her. There's We have a team of 12. So there's been tens of thousands of hours put in by dozens of people that have created this. It's not mine. It's ours and it's everyone's. So just thank you for this platform and for having this conversation. And it was a lot of fun and I'm honored to be on your show. Oh, thank you, Michael. It's an honor to have you. And I'm just so excited to see where this journey takes all of us. And again, we'll have all of the information in the show notes and I'm, I'll be there on Friday. Yeah, yeah. And so excited to, and honored to be part of it. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Michael Roseline. I was inspired and I'm honored to be part of this beautiful platform and community. And please check out the live event. You're not going to be disappointed. There's so much education and experience to um, be had during this live weekend. And the link is in the show notes. I hope everyone has a beautiful day.